Hello and welcome back to Is Everything Okay, Hun? That was my knee just clicked. Oh, <laughs> that was really loud. Oh, I'm honestly getting old. Oh, God. So we've had a couple of weeks off for Easter. Obviously, yeah. I'm a mum, so I've had a couple of weeks off because the kids are off. So we're just going to do a bit of real talk. I think we've just been, I don't know, like just real. Yeah, in a slump. Yeah. So you've had a little bit of time off, haven't you? Yeah, I unfortunately lost my nana, so I've had some time off to grieve, I think. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you just continue grieving there, don't you? It's a bit of a weird one, but I needed a week. I was literally in my headspace had gone completely. I didn't want to talk to anyone. It's quite bad, actually. Yeah, but that's what <laughs> Never happens. done that before. Yeah, I feel like, and this is what we're just, we're both self-employed, so this is what we're saying, like, we've been working for yourself. Like, you take a hit, mm-hmm. like... One of the perks of being self-employed is, yeah, you sometimes get the money, mm-hmm. but if you don't work, you don't earn. Yes, and it it's really difficult because it you can't you feel this kind of like guilt when you're not working for not even being clocked in. Like I, even though like I'd lost my nana and gone through something really traumatic, I felt guilty every day that I didn't have the energy and the. Yeah, just that, probably just the energy, I don't really know how to spend it, but the energy to go on my phone and go on my Instagram and, like, post a post, and I was thinking, oh, my God, my business is going to fail, it's going to go, like... But then I was like, but I physically cannot put any energy into my business right now because I need to focus on healing myself or being with my family or just kind of, like, taking the dog for a walk or doing whatever I needed to. But then in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do? Are my clients still going to be there? Which, obviously, they were, and it was I fine. I feel like this is always, always a thing for self-employed, especially, like, people who had businesses in COVID. Yeah. It hit massively, especially, like, our industry. We're both mm. in the beauty industry, so not so much with you. Well, actually, that's a story I can tell. I once actually did a lady's microblading, and I asked if she'd had it done before, and she said to me, no, I've never had my blading done before, but I have done my own. I was like, excuse me, what? She was like, yeah, 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 I bought a kit off eBay. I was like, you oh, bought a what? No. This is going to be quite a good thing. Like, how many strange things? I've seen, obviously, a lot of people do, like, lash lifts. Yeah. I saw that myself. Even me being, I, I do lash lifts, and I'm starting to teach lash lifts. I still don't think I could do it on myself. No. Like, I could, I'd probably be scared I was going to blind myself. Yeah. And that is, you know, unless I'm supervised. But microblading, come no. on. What what did they give her? Like a scalpel, like a pot of ink, like, was like a-, a homemade tattoo kit. <laughs> oh, no. I've got love and hate on my knuckles. Oh, God. I mean, how do you do the brown mapping? Like, some of this is just... That's tragic. That is quite a good thing. Like, what is the worst thing you've bought off the internet? Like, what What would you say the most horrendous thing you may be seen if you've not bought it? But I uh, would say, genuinely, I mean, I've seen people try and do their own lip fillers. Maybe that is Really? There. Yeah, it was, it was like the botch job kind of thing. Do you know what that always reminds me of? So I, I do permanent makeup and um, I once had a client that came to me and she worked in a large office. And before she came, she said there was this woman that works in an office that, this sounds really mean, but it was a bit rough and ready, like covered in tattoos loads of filler in her face these big kind of blocky harsh eyebrows a lot of people come to me because I do it natural so this lady was coming to me for that reason because I did really natural hair strokes and she um she said to me that this woman had said to her before she came like I don't know why you're paying that much to get your eyebrows done I go to this lady and it's 150 quid and you get your lip filler included well that's a good bonus what the hell were they putting in her lips Jeez, yeah, that's the, that's the thing though, like the stuff you can buy. Yeah. Like when I, I mean, I'm I'm all for like people do brow tinting, that sort of thing. Mm. But 
obviously training in it and knowing that microblading is a blade that not obviously I know you do machine so she must she wouldn't have got a machine for this she oh, no. she would have probably got a second hand scalpel I wouldn't even surprise me. I mean and then oh, how God. how was she told she where not... to do it like I don't I just I who don't has do... the balls like I don't even I am fully qualified to do brows nearly every single day and I would never try and do my own brows I just wouldn't. Yeah. I just yeah. would not even put that towards my face. Some of the strange things, though, I mean, saying this, I was doing some um, nails earlier in the salon and one of the clients was in there and she said she'd put um, a dress on Facebook and she this man had messaged her about this dress and she was like, oh, my God, that sounds great. He's probably buying it for his wife. And he put, his only chance you can send some knickers in when he posts Oh, <laughs> God, like there's a black market out there. I mean, I know we talked about yeah. OnlyFans and stuff like that, but I know that used knickers. How disgraceful is that? Go for a lot of money. Like, I mean, if times are hard, just sell your knickers, guys. Honestly, knickers, socks. We've talked about feet before, haven't we? But like oh. that, like how? I mean, if anyone is anyone wants to contact us on Instagram or uh, TikTok, let us know if you've ever found something really strange or got a strange request. Um, but yeah, some of the strangest things you can buy on the mm. internet, I would love to know that. I know there's just all sorts out there, there especially is. in, especially like DIY kits. Yeah, you know, like that's I think that's a scary yeah, thing. Yeah, there's so many, and I think obviously during COVID it was just like, oh, it's fine, guys, you can do all of this yourself at home. But no, even me, like, even me doing it, I would, I couldn't do it. I know there yeah. is stuff out there, and if you, if people can do it, amazing. Um, but I just feel like I feel like microblading though is not something you should ever do yeah out. definitely I think that's probably the worst one I've ever heard I wonder if people do home tattoos I feel like I mean yes no that's a thing because I've got a client whose daughter had a home tattoo off a mate what so they just like it's the... like 15 years old a mate just gave her a tattoo it's quite a funny story one of our friends who we were a mutual friend with when she was like 16 she went for a tattoo which um she asked for a butterfly she got it really cheap oh. and um i call it the moth because it looks like a butterfly <laughs> <laughs> it's been squashed i feel like i've got, seen the moth <laughs> yeah that is you've got to do your research on though haven't you like tattoos yeah. like they are on you for life yeah so imagine your 15 year old mate doing it I know. Imagine us at 15 doing tattoos on each other. Oh, God. I, I remember when I was younger, my dream were, and I still remember it, I wanted a dolphin around my belly button <gasps> and it needed to be pale blue and then I wanted a belly button piercing with the same colour blue crystal inside. Tacky bitch. <laughs> yeah, but the amount of people... Dolphins were the, the thing amount though, of people back in the day. got them back tattoos, they were a thing. Oh, my God. The tramp stamp. Tramp stamp, yeah. Tramp they, stamp. Were a, they were a thing, weren't they? Yeah. Like, a lot of our era got them... Like a nice, good, like what we were like, like a few swishes. What we were like, a, yeah. I don't know what it were. Yeah, I mean, well, sleeves were a big in. thing, but I feel like with sleeves, you've got to go to someone so professional because yes. they're they do they're, they're like artists, aren't yeah, they? they? Like are, proper shape. Have you got any tattoos? Oh, oh come on. I have, yeah. Got an embarrassing one. So I went to Ayanapa when I was eighteen, as you do, and um, me and the few of the girls decided, yeah, we're just going to get a tattoo. So there's about... There was do you know what makes you went. laugh, though? They always have tattoo parlours, like, outside nightclubs and abroad. Yeah, you're yeah, absolutely hammered. Like, and you're not meant the contraindication. Yeah, because you just bleed. Yeah, you're not meant to drink, are you? And obviously, I was really drunk. Went to this tattoo parlour. I remember one of my friends got a love heart. Really cute. My other friend got a cross behind her ear. Really cute once again. So they were quite cute decisions for our drunken selves. Like, I was quite proud of us. Me... 
everyone has said that I smile all the time because I'm quite like a positive person. Like all these lads that we've met, they're like, smiles all the time, smile. <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm just going to get a smiley face tattooed on my hip. So I did, but I kid you not, right? It, is, it looks like I've been stamped and it's wonky because I moved because obviously I was drunk. Is it what, like two dots in it, like Lolo or Jackson had done it? Oh, no, no, no. The next year I went to Ibiza with a girls' girls' holiday and I saw my smiley face tattoo everywhere. I realised it's an acid face. <gasps> I need to see <laughs> And that's why you need to And do I didn't reason. know what acid was. Like, I was 18 and I had after, just having a great time. Research. Went to Ibiza the next year. I was like, why is my tattoo everywhere? <laughs> why is it on billboards? Why is it on tablets? And I've got an acid face on my hip. <laughs> that's what it's tell the kids. Terrible. Oh my, that's it. Bad decisions. Bad decisions. Some of the bad decisions I've made when I were drunk. Like I know it's funny, isn't it? Like, and then I've got a um, elephant on my hand from Thailand that got done with a bamboo shoot because I was also a little bit an elephant. Yeah, it's an elephant with a love heart head. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it's cute, isn't it? Oh yeah. And then I've got something on my ribs as well. God, you're full of him. I know. That's it though. I'm not getting them. I um, I've just never wanted something so much to keep it there. Because I'm very yeah. impulsive, as we've talked about before. Yes. So I would have something, and then I'd be like, right, okay, I want it covering up. And then before I know it, six years down the line, my whole body would be covered because I'd just be having cover up after cover up yeah. after cover up. <laughs> Literally. Do you know what, though? I do. I kind of I regret the one on my, my um, ribs, but I don't see it a lot. It's only when I go on holiday and I'm like, got that there. You don't worry, once you've had kids, you'll just switch to costumes and you'll never see it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I just think it's going to be. The only one that's visible as well on my hand, and I actually think it's quite cute, so it doesn't bother I me. I would, uh, yeah, I, I would have never said that with an elephant, but now you've, yeah, yeah. You've... And a lot of people don't notice it, so it doesn't really bother me. I remember my mum being fuming though. She was like, "Why did you get it on your hand?" I was like, "Well, what?" I know. I my nana always said to me, "If you ever have a tattoo, I hid my belly button bar from my nana probably for about five years, and then." when she found it but I know I've seen a lot of people recently going for the belly button craze like teenagers and oh, stuff really? and I just want to say to him I don't want to be that person but like that is there for life because when I were pregnant I took mine out and I've got a big scar because oh, it does stretch yeah. but obviously you've always got that hole but I always I remember a girl at school one. she had the top the bottom the side and the side <gasps> so she had like four and it was like I was so jealous of her at the time oh but, my god um yeah I would now I'm like I've never been a piercing person you know well, my best friend once went to get a, is it trachea, like the middle of her ear, yeah. pierced. So I'd gone in with her and she was there and everyone's like sat around and they've obviously done it. And then I wake up and I faint and everyone is around me. Oh my God. And she's like, uh, hello, I had it done. She was like, it's so dramatic no matter where we go. I was like, sorry. I was like, everyone's like giving me the aftercare advice and no one come anywhere near me. Do you know what that reminds me of? It's the funniest story. But when um, I once got, I was in the car, my dad had picked me and my best friend up from her dad's house and we were going back to my house and her mum's house and we lived in the same village. And um, we, on the way, I was like, had this agonising stomach ache, like I was in so much pain. So my dad was like, I'm taking you straight to A&E because I was literally screaming, do you know, it was that bad. And he was like, what the hell? Because we'd been out the night before in town. And he was like, what have you been ta- What did you do last night? Did you take something? And he banged on like, probably like shouting at me. Oh, no. Like it was just agonising, like screaming. So we ended up in A&E, eventually got seen to. And they were trying to give me morphine, right? But I've got tiny little veins. So they were trying to get it in, but it took like about five doctors. It was like the final one. And on like one of the final ones, 
my friend that was there with me fainted because she was like couldn't go anymore so my dad was like trying to catch her but trying to like see if I was okay so he was like I don't know what to do like managed to catch her and then my mum turns up from work like Actually rushes in, but as she gets to the hospital, all she can see is my friend sat outside in a wheelchair with a glass of water and a digestive. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "What are you? What has happened to you?" <laughs> it reminded me of that. It was so funny. That's the thing. That I think you go through it with your friend. Especially yeah. like, it's like when your friend has a breakup, you go through that trauma. With oh them, my you god, you do. All the time. Yeah. Um, anything really. I suppose if we've got really close friendship groups as well. Yeah. Like, you've been friends in school and that sort of thing. But, yeah, we went a little bit off topic there. So, yeah. So, yeah. Well, actually, a lot off topic. We, we went did. spiral. That's what yeah, we do. We so, did. yeah, we were just saying, like, about being self-employed. So, <laughs> what I found when my kids are off, um, I'm starting a new business now. But that the reason is this because when my kids are off, I can't work. So, yeah. um, I have a skincare business that I do online. But then I'm still, you know, I can do hour a day, hour a night. But... You want to spend time with your kids, but you want to also earn. And honestly, I swear to God, my kids, if they ask for another fucking snack, the amount of money, if you don't, if you don't go out, you yeah. spend it on food in. Yeah. And then if you do go out, you know, you can't nip out with two kids for less than £100. Pound. No. And then it might be an hour or so. And, and they get ungrateful. But then you can't lock them in their house on their iPads because then they just start going stir crazy. So... Mm. It's really hard. I get mum guilt if I'm not spending time with her and I'm working on my phone. But then if I'm not working, I get guilt because I'm not working and I'm thinking, how am I going to afford to pay this? And I can do my full savings in, in a two-week Easter holiday, never mind six-week holidays. Yeah. Um, and I know people struggle like with childcare. Like, apart from that, if you've got a full-time job or you're full-time self-employed, you then have to pay someone to pick them up from school. I mean, saying that, most people are quite lucky and they have parents. I know we yeah. don't, you know, have a lot of help, but yeah. and that's the problem, isn't it? When yeah. you're having kids and... I think so- that's the main thing isn't it it's like being self-employed and not having the help there that is what's gonna like I haven't had to deal with that just yet because I haven't got the kids but I won't have any so help. Like I have my dad, but other like than going that. on holiday though, like you go on holiday, you don't factor when you're self-employed that all right, your holidays cost you seven grand or yeah. know, whatever everyone pays for an holiday. When you've got kids, you can't go to Spain less than four grand for yeah. a week. But then you have to factor two weeks no income as well and I think that's where people think it's all shiny and great but I worry like I think I'll have a great week I don't know if it's my impulsive personality and I'll be fine but then I'll have a bad week and then I'm like oh my I'm like you is it am I ever going to work again is it but then I'm not in a position to get a job and I don't want a job because I can't work for someone I'm just too yeah I think as well once you've been self-employed and you may be running a business as long as you're someone that's got that fire in your tummy and you're someone that can actually that loves working for themselves you can't really go back to working for someone. It's really difficult because as soon as they're telling you what to do, you think... Unless you've had a bad experience. Off, like, I know loads of nail technicians since COVID have just got a little job in an office yeah. for two days because the stress of the clients and working around the kids. Yeah. If it, or if you've had a big salon. I got rid of my second salon before COVID, but I think COVID probably could have put me off because people were still paying rent. Yeah. You know, you, you, they got a little bit of help, but it's hard, isn't it? Really hard. Yeah, it's really difficult. And I think some people aren't don't like that insecurity and it is hard that part of self being self-employed the the not knowing really what money's coming in and how much you're going to get in because at the end of the day even if it people turn around 
and say that they're coming in for an appointment, even if you take a deposit, it doesn't mean that they're definitely going to pay that full amount when they come in for you. But then sometimes you feel a bit awful saying I need the full amount up front. Yeah. And then it's like... Deposits you, are tricky as well. Because I always find, people have always said to me, you need to take deposits, especially on Christmas. But then you say if you're going to take a deposit, people are like, oh, they don't even pay it or they don't get back to you. And then you're like, is that appointment open? Is that not? But then I always think to myself, actually, if someone asks me to pay a deposit and I'm going to go why not pay a deposit yeah like that is exactly- i have this exact same battle because sometimes i get inquiries and i will think really want them to pay a deposit but what if i ask them to pay a deposit and they can't afford to pay the deposit right now so then they don't actually come for the appointment because they panic because they can't pay the deposit right now and that's how my brain works yeah. and i'm like but what we're still going to pay on a credit card and they can't pay on a credit card to pay the deposit and it's blah blah, blah. And, I, and i start panicking and i've started to get to the point where i'm like they're just not your client they're not your client. Like, you're going to have to take the deposit because at the end of the day, if they are someone that maybe can't afford the treatment, then maybe they shouldn't be having the treatment because if they're going to have to put it on a credit card, is that really good financially for them at the same time? And I know some people do, but at, at the same time, I've got to start, you've got to start toughing it up and you've got to start thinking, I'm running a business I saw and somebody, you've yeah, got to protect I saw, yourself. I saw somebody put this on Facebook the other day. They'd like they'd had this business for so many years and you know they'd had the children and took a little bit of time out and a lot of the clients left them. And that is the problem in our business or in any business. People are, what would the word be? It's like, well, so it's like when you say, like if you work for someone, you're a number. I know people who've gone off on maternity and not yeah. even got a bunch of flowers or whatever. Yeah. So you feel like you're a number. And if you go, like what I saw on Facebook, number one was somebody had said, I don't know, Karen from HR had passed away or something. And, you know, within the next five minutes, the company is searching for a new job. Yeah. Meanwhile, not even thinking about her family, what they're going through, because it shows you that, do you know what? In the workplace, yeah. you're not valued. No. But then I saw this in the other side of things. I saw this hairdresser had put this post on and it really made me think. It was like, since taking time off to be with my family after years of going in early for clients, you know, giving free therapy, doing free, you know, things like going out to wedding venues, all this time coming in at half, going in at half six, coming home at half 11 at night just to please clients. And as soon as you can't accommodate them within one minute, they go somewhere else. And that is the problem with this industry, which worries me it's great and you might have some loyal customers but you not everybody's loyal so you, yeah. you you know you're not gonna i take people to heart i see people as friends if yeah. someone's coming to you for their brows for two years yeah you know they could become a friend and then if they stop coming you think you've done something wrong yeah. but really the circumstances could change yeah you know and finances that's a, yeah, finances could change you don't know what it is and yeah. i try and see the best in every situation with that but it is a hard industry it's it is hard. it's really difficult and i think what you have to i think my boyfriend says to me all the time he'll always say to me they're not your friend they're not your friend. They are your paying client. You're running a business. They're not your friend. You need to stop trying to be friends with everyone. And I'm like, yeah, but you do it in the industry because we're all like therapy and we get on. And I've got clients that I adore. And I think, oh God, I don't ever want to like not have them as my client. But then it does happen. And they do stop going to you. And yes, you, they might have been coming to you for years and years and years and years. But at the end of the day, we are just a business and they are just coming to get a treatment. Yeah, yeah, and, I suppose you're right. I think it's just when you're open-hearted like us. Yes, we're very, I'm very yeah. open-hearted. Like, if one of my clients messaged me and said, I can't afford to pay, you know, I would be the one that said, don't be silly, pay next time. You know, I've been... Yeah, and I know that's probably where you go business. wrong. Yeah, you are right, because <laughs> on the times where they go somewhere else and then 
I've done all that extra, like that lady was yeah. saying, the hairdresser. And then you're struggling because you've got kids or you're struggling with childcare. I'm very lucky because I've got a salon in my garden, so a lot of my customers will come if I'm struggling. But for the ones that don't want to come and they want to go to the salon, they'll have to work around school times or whatever, and if yeah. it doesn't accommodate them. But people will, in anything, people will drop you as quick as they'll yeah. come to you, and I think you need to get that. Yeah. But also, I can't disconnect if I'm friends with someone, I, I struggle to disconnect with them. Yeah, and I think there's a balance of, obviously, your clients becoming your friends, which does happen. I've got clients that I have been on nights out with because they have become my friends and I've had them since day one and I absolutely I think I've got them. clients from nights out. Yeah. <laughs> People have been on the like, I would like to see more of her. <laughs> so they start coming to me because they've met me on a night out. And you're them like, oh my God, what did I say? Them toilet friends are the best. I yeah. met the best friends in toilets about 11 o'clock in a nightclub and I'm everybody's best friend. So I was like, what do you think of this top? Oh my God, it is beautiful. Show your belly and then I am unbuttoning the top, wrapping in the belly up. I'm, oh I'm one of them. I'm definitely one of yes, them. Yes, you are one Makes of them. friends everywhere. Like, where's Alice? She's in bloody toilet. Yeah, just <laughs> making friends, just connecting, networking. That's what I Yes, love. you are a networker on a night out. Um, but yeah, I think you do have friends that you, your clients that be, become your friends. And I do think that, but I think what you sometimes have to remember and what they need to remember as well, I think it needs to be both sides is you are still running a business. And I yeah. think if they really are your, your good clients and your good friends, they would want to pay you full price every time. This is over something else I'd seen that They wouldn't mess you about on appointments because they'd be thinking, I respect that person. But if they don't respect you because they think, oh, she's my mate, it don't matter then you've got a problem because at the end of the day we're trying to pay bills where we've got we've got overheads well, I've, been, I, I've, I've never hobby. i've never down to my choice i've never put my friends prices up ever i'll yeah. always discount them and even if that is the only money i've got coming that week me being me yeah i would never ever charge them full price but yeah. i did see this and that's down to my choice but i did see somebody like a post or something and somebody had said you know if they're your true friend they'll pay you full to support you yeah and, you know, that that's whoever's choice at the time. But yeah. I understand that now when it is quieter since yeah. COVID. It's all about giving discount when you've got seven or 800 clients, you know, wrapped yeah. up of a year, whatever. But, it, it, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It's difficult. And I think, I think what you've got to remember is that, well, what I actually was going to say, and it's just come back into my head, I don't know where my head went then. What I was going to say is we have this conversation a lot at the salon of people think, in the beauty industry, it's your hobby. And it's not your full-time job. And that's where we go wrong. People don't take you seriously. So you have to take yourself seriously. And you have to put professional systems in place to protect yourself. And I think it's like, if you're going to put, say to people, right, I'm, if you're going to put it out there and say I'm taking deposits, you have to take a deposit from every single client. You whether or not they've been there yeah. for years. You've got to say, I'm sorry, I take I take deposits now. It is 50% upfront before you come to your appointment or it's £10, £20, whatever you're charging for your deposit, you have to do it for every single client because at the end of the day, that's when they realise that that isn't your hobby. You're serious about it. And I think it's instilling that and putting it into your business but still being their friend. You can still be the mate. You can still talk about, talk to them about be their therapist, talk to them about their deepest concerns and stuff, and they're still going to go away and think, absolutely fantastic person, love to pieces, but she's still a business. Yeah. And that's what I think you've got to do. And we, uh, we at Salma talk about it a lot because a lot of us struggle with that side of it. Yeah. Like, we'll have a client that usually comes to us, say, for years, and then all of a sudden, they don't turn up to an appointment, and you're like, oh, I really should that's charge them for that. That's another thing, like, no-shows, yeah, no-shows yeah. are a big thing. And, and I've seen like, this a charge since COVID. Like, I've, I follow a lot of salons on Facebook, Instagram, and I see a lot of, you know, I'm going to have to start putting, even not that, I saw a balloon business recently, you know, I'm going to have to start putting a policy 
in place where, you know, you're ordering something from mm-hmm. me out of a gesture of goodwill. I'm not taking a deposit, especially for some, you know, like, say, like, balloons or cakes or something like that. They're having to buy yeah. all the ingredients, make it in the time, and then, well, oh, sorry, I don't want it. It's a hard business. Yeah. Self-employed is hard no matter what you yeah. do. Well, we were talking about it yesterday because um, I was in the nail salon and one of the nail techs had had someone just not turn up. Um, well, I'd cancelled last minute. It was like probably like the hour before. I can't do it now. I'm coming. I'm going somewhere, but I'll come in next week. But what we were saying was like, well, that's actually an hour of your time now that you've lost, and you've got to take up that hour sometime next week for that client. So really, they should be paying double. They should be paying for the hour that they've just taken away from you, and then paying for their appointment on that one. It's like, oh, but I don't really want to do that. I was like, well, you need to take half it at least. Like you need to take some money from it because that is you wouldn't. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like. I know, like, say for me, for example, I think it's because I'm self-employed. I, during the time my nana was sick, um, I cancelled a few of my PTs because I was like, I'm so sorry, I can't turn up, like, I just need to be with my nana, like, I'm, I'm struggling to come away from the house, like, I probably should be doing the exercise, but at the time I just felt like I couldn't. Um, but I paid her. Did you? I paid her because it was, like, on the day that I was like, I'm so sorry, but I can't come. And it was that hour out of her day then that she'd lost. Like, maybe, yeah, she might have enjoyed having that hour and might have been able to do some fitness herself, might have been able to do some... But I still thought, no, that's money that that's she's lost out of her day. I need to take more note from this because if someone reschedules, I'd never charge them. And I don't yeah. even charge... So I don't... I mean, we've got... We've got... Um, like, there's a, there's a client that probably... It's not one of mine, but she, I've done a few treatments on her. Um, probably cancelled seven or eight times and there's always the same excuse or a similar excuse well, no. so for whatever reason but I don't book her in now with me not just that I've just lost too much money yeah um there's been occasions when she's been my only client that's in and I've gone drove myself to the other side of town to do this client and she's not turned up um but I've just now I just say that I can't do it unless yeah. unless you paid up front then you know that's a different and I feel like you get pushed that but then you can't do that I, I know clients that would always turn up and I know clients who would offer to pay as well it's mm. just down to me I just think oh do you know what no it's not really but then I'm sometimes the one who ends up with no wages some weeks when all my outgoings have gone out and I've exactly. had all cancellation that's why you need to be stricter with it and you need to make sure that you've either taken a, a deposit Take it even... Well, my boyfriend says to me all the time, why do you not take the full amount up front? Like, why do you not do that? It's like... I think if the whole industry did it, or yeah. all, indi- ooh, all industries started doing it, then that's fine. But you also as well, if somebody is skin, like you said at the time, and they can book next door and they're not going to ask a deposit, then you could lose customer. But like yeah. you said with yours, yours is a bit longer treatment, it's a lot more in-depth. But there's so many people out there that could just go and get their eyebrows done. And it, do you know what I mean? It's hard yeah. where, I mean, like an eyebrow wax, for example, yeah. not like a um, semi-permanent. Um, and one shop's doing deposits and one shop's not. They might just, I don't know, it's a hard one, isn't it? It is a hard. But like we're saying today, it's hard when you're self-employed, no matter what, do you? You know, you, you, do you lose business? If you're losing business, if you're working too much and neglecting your home life, it yeah. is, it's just such a tricky... You just can't switch off, can you? And I think that's what's so hard and it's like... And I can understand why some people, me not being me, because I'm quite driven and I, I like to create my own destiny. I, I, I can't yeah. de- either take orders. But probably go for that easy life when they've got young kids. It's yeah. easier than having clients not turn up, letting them down, paying yeah. rent, all that sort of thing. I can understand it. No, I can as well. And um, I think, because I, I, I especially like the beginning part of this year, I found it really hard, really, really difficult, just in general. Not not just being self-employed. I think I was in a slump. But I was like anxious all the time. I was always feeling really low. I wasn't motivated. I didn't really know where to start. And I was just like stuck. 
And I just thought, how the hell am I going to get this going? Like, how am I going to get my motiva- motivation back? How am I going to get inspired? Mindset's belly? a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. So I was listening to podcasts all the time. Like, I always listen to Law of Attraction Chain My Life because I'm really into that sort of thing. And I think it really helps with my mindset and, like, developing and growing. So I tried to listen to podcasts as much as possible. And it slowly just built it back up and I kind of pulled myself out of it. And then I think, to be honest, after losing my Anna, I had a week of just being, like, flat. And then all of a sudden, was just like, right, work now. Motivated, go. Like, I just had this fire in my tummy. I was like, right, so you said, you're going, you're doing it. And it was like I'd kind of been reborn again. And I was like, right, the back end of this year, I'm smashing it. Like, I'm not letting that hit me. So I think I allow always, yourself to feel it and allow yourself to go into it. I always feel better when I'm busy, no matter what. Oh, Anything I could be going on in my life and if I'm busy. I'm not saying nothing to do with the money. It's a lot of my headspace. Yeah. So if I'm at home, I've got time to think. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously going to spend anyway because I've got kids yeah. and I'm not earning. And yeah. that, I think, these last couple of weeks at Easterologies is why I've decided to launch my teaching business because I've been thinking about it for ages, but I've had the qualification, yeah. but I've never done anything with it because I've been okay. But yeah. it's took me to be not okay, to literally be living on my savings because I can't work because I've got the kids at home and not everybody wants that. And people are doing stuff with their own kids, so I've not been yeah. as busy. And then I'm like, well, look, if I don't start doing something... I'm gonna just run myself into ground. Yeah. But then what do I do? I go and buy things because I feel like crap that with stuff, you know. And it, yeah. It's like a downward spiral. You do. Eat. God, I'm a bad eater. I'm yeah. a. I'm an emotional eater. Yeah. If I'm feeling crap, I'll go and have well, Easter eggs as well. That don't help, does it? No. Um, they're all in the house. So yeah, I do. I do think we just sometimes you just need to take it a rest, don't you? Break. You do, and you need to get some clarity on what you want. I think. I think that's kind of like getting what you want and then because I'm obviously into law attraction it is just about kind of putting it out into the universe when you're ready and then it does start to come back to you and you start putting your actions in place and you start working but I think I think the main thing when you're self-employed is have people to talk to as well like talk to your friends maybe they're feeling it too maybe they're wanting like you know about to have a mental breakdown about stuff I know some of my friends that are really struggling at the moment with certain things bounce off each other build each other up I do think yeah that's a massive thing supporting being alone in it is so hard and if you are alone and you don't have anyone that does that within your friendship group or within your surroundings your family or whatever join some groups of self-employed people within your industry and start talking to people reach out to people online like social media is a godsend for finding people that are in a similar situation to you that you can talk to and you can get advice and you can help listen to podcasts like find all the self-help books that you can get like audio books if you don't like reading or go like i sometimes just go in a supermarket and see if there's a book that jumps out to me because I might just think, do you know what? That could be just what the universe is trying to tell me to get right now. And I'll just go down the aisle and be like, oh my God, that, that's really speaking to me. I'm just going to get that. And sometimes like a tenner. So not some, not like, like much, really, in the grand scheme of things. Look at the, like, Netflix. I'm not saying... saying oh, yeah, Netflix, Netflix is good. Like, yeah, like, if you're feeling crap and you don't want to read and you don't want to listen to a podcast as well, put a funny film on. Yeah. You know, I have my go-to bridesmaids. Always love yeah. bridesmaids. You know, just stuff that cheers yeah. you up. There's some... You'll always have something. Or yeah. I've noticed a lot of music, like with me. It's like yeah. upbeat songs. I'll put a summer song on when it's shine, sun shining and I'm in a different mood because I do believe I've got a little bit of that sads is it yeah. whereas I, yeah. I get a bit you know when I'm, when I'm on holiday I'm always in a different mood to where I am I'm in winter yeah. if it weren't for Santa Claus I'd probably December I'd be depressed <laughs> but because I love Santa so much Santa's my favorite Santa I know him that's today I think a bit of a mingle we've talked about tattoos we've talked about Iron Apple yeah real life real life yeah all sorts it's been a bit all over the place but I've, I've enjoyed it it's cheered me up 
Yeah, that's, I think that's what we both needed. Yeah, we were both in a bit of a slump. You, we can, like, you can hear oh. from our tone of voice, like, if you come at me in the morning, you should maybe do some podcasts. This morning I was jumping on my kid's bed, singing, jump around, know, trying to wake that. him up. So if we do a podcast in the morning, I'm different. Yeah. Or after a glass of wine, we have talked about that in the summer. Yeah, we'll definitely do some You might not get much sense out of us. <laughs> that would probably go a whole new direction. I can learn you how to twerk. Yeah, oh God. Can't twerk actually, that'd be quite a good talent. Yeah, I, I can't do worm. That's one thing I can't do. No, sounds it, good at that. Slug. Yeah. The slug. I call it the slug, I just end up flat on floor. I, I, I can like imagine that's what mine looks like as well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, thank you anyway for listening and um yeah, is yeah. everything okay, hon? Because I don't think it is with us. Definitely not today. <laughs>